For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a really great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking some NFL contracts. Dak Prescott versus Carson Wentz. We're talking Washington Nationals baseball. We're talking Craig Kimball, Dallas Keuchel, Rafael Nadal. How about we talk a little tennis on the show for once? God damn it. Okay? Here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. We in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they free. Sewed 160. Coming hotter at you guys than sewed 159. And I'm flanked on my left and on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators Nikki Snacks, Krida, and Alex Toss Me the Rock, Tessopolis. We're stoked to have Nikki back in the studio today. He enjoyed a lovely Wednesday night at the Dohini Room on Los Angeles throwing a party for his work friends but we can't we told them that we couldn't tell you what you do for work because it is top secret it's top secret i've signed many ndas and it just it wouldn't be well i i actually feel nick works for the government yeah that's about as much as we can say i feel like almost uncomfortable telling i I, me knowing you know that secret it's it's too much of a burden to bear nick did you get the old-fashioned from emily did i get the old-fashioned from emily yeah received nice Nice, good all right at least at least you got a good drink there um, but yeah, I guess, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just kick it off right with the show because APU, as per usual, we got some fan questions for you guys. We love the fan questions. Best part of the show. Keep them coming. Question number one. Dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the Charity Stripe, who deserves a bigger contract, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? And that's from Jake in LA. Bigger contract. Honestly, I, I got to go with Dak Prescott. First of all, Carson Wentz just signed a four-year, $128 million extension, which is $107 million guaranteed, tied for the most guaranteed money in pro football with Russell Wilson. 
which to me, honestly, is pretty crazy. I mean, they picked up his fifth year. The guy was the second overall pick, but he has a torn ACL two years ago, back problems last year. He was 5-6 and six when he went down after 11 games. And at that point, yes, his completion percentage was fantastic. He was 69% completion percentage, 21 touchdowns to seven interceptions. But he was just missing a step. I mean, you can look at him in the run game. He ran for less than 100 yards and 34 carries last season, which honestly isn't great. It's not the Carson Wentz we were used to seeing where people were talking about, you know, glimpses of Big Ben with Rodgers' feet kind of thing. And to me, you can't pay a guy. I don't care how young he is. I don't care where he was drafted. You can't sign him to that kind of deal if he's got a bum knee and a bad back at the quarterback position. And listen, Tony Romo, we saw what the bad back did to him, right? Yeah. And this guy, Dak, for, he plays in a massive market with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the most scrutinized team in football. I mean, they're like the Lakers, the Yankees of the NFL. And this guy has done a really good job with it. You know, in the limelight, he was a fourth-round you know, pick as a rookie. Started 16 games as a rookie. He started 16 games. One rookie of the year. One rookie of the year. Two-time Pro Bowler. He's 32-16 and 16 as a Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. Talking about Tony Romo, he's taking the mantle from Tony Romo, like, right on the heel of the end of his career, really. Exactly. He's got – his touchdown-to-interception ratio is fantastic. The guy doesn't turn the ball over. No. I'm a big proponent of that. People you, – you could say what you will about Alex Smith. The guy, as his career went on, he never turned the ball over. Look, clearly he's doing something right. He's 35, and he had a job up until this last year when he got injured terribly. Yeah, exactly. And then Prescott's he he has like what he had like five, he had five you know come he had five game winning drives last year, mm-hmm. three fourth quarter comebacks, and he, the offensive line was it was kind of beat up. You know, Martin was in and out of the lineup. Frederick had a heart condition, and he's like, listen, if you, you're a, you have to have an elite center. Right, if you want an elite offensive line, and he's like kind of the glue. As good as Smith is, you know, as good as like Collins is, and as good as I, li- I like Connor Williams too. He's our guy from Texas, but the, the, he, he struggled Fred, a little bit. Yeah, Fre- he, Frederick is the center. He's the glue, right, of that Cowboys line, and he was out. And I think adding Amari Cooper is huge. I think Gallup will be in for a big second year. Witten is not going to be the Witten of old, you know, but he he's another piece that they've added back. I, I just think Dak is more reliable. Well, I, he's gotten him to the playoffs. Right, if you look at Carson Wentz, Nick Foles is the one who got the Eagles to the playoffs, not oh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, I say this all the time to you guys. I think, I think they should have kept Foles and traded Wentz. I know it's crazy, but like, it is a little. It's a little, a little outlandish, but like, because you're, you're spending a second, the second overall pick on Carson Wentz, and but you could have gotten just, a lot for him. It, yeah, you, I mean, if if a team went up to you and were like, hey, we'll give you what the Raiders got for Khalil Mack, so two first. I don't know if seconds. he's worth that. I don't think a team would make that trade because of the injuries. Then he's not worth that contract. Yeah, I, I also worth, agree with that. If he's not yeah, worth the trade, I also he's agree not with worth the contract. I don't know. To play devil's advocate a little bit, I think clearly the Eagles have a fantastic you know, staff of trainers and head doctors and stuff like that. And there's no way that they're not looking at this guy with a fine microscope. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, they're, they're looking at does. all of his injuries. And clearly, you know, they— Trust him enough, his body enough to, to stay healthy for these coming years. No, listen, Howie Roseman's not me at the club. He's not throwing money around like like he, you know, like nobody's business. But you're yeah. also not you at the club. You're, you're, you're not, I, you're I not throw, like throwing money around. I'm not throwing money around, but like I'll throw the card down a little too frequently for sure. Like, oh, yeah. Fre- you know, I'm like a little careless. Who brings that many bills to the club anymore? No one. Um, our The producer of our podcast, Tommy. McNamara, he's. I know you guys. He's a big single. He's a big singles guy. Oh yeah, he he has a money he, shooter. Well, he lost. Well, he does. <laughs> you know the you know like the money dispenser that shoots really? out money. Yeah, he lost his he lost his card this past weekend, so he's been walking around with a lot of cash. 
just as a heads up to any listeners. Just a heads up to any listeners. You see him in the street, just, you know, fuck it. Punch him in the stomach and just take his wallet and run. A lot of cash. Wow. Cold-blooded. Yeah, no we, don't, we, don't pro- we don't protect each other here at the Charity Strike. No, we're trying to build character, honestly. You know, But speaking of building character, uh, listen, I think Carson Wentz is a high-character guy. I think, he, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good for the organization. He's a good face of the franchise. And when he's healthy, like when he was healthy, he was about to win MVP. He was. Oh, I, think, I agree. I think he's got to be better in the locker room than Dak is, just as a vocal leader. I don't know about that. I, don't, I, don't I, think, about he, that. I think Dak's a great leader. I think he's, he's kind of quiet. Sure, maybe. Maybe he's, he's a lead by example type I think, of guy. I think I think, I think Wentz is more of like a look. Here's get them all together. Drew Brees in the here's middle. Here's the thing. Of the, here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. Dak has played three seasons, three healthy seasons. Right, sixteen games each season. Wentz has not been able to do that. Not at all. Okay. No. Teams will gravitate towards the guy who is there every single day, every single game. Who's not hurt? Who's going to fight for your guys? I mean, obviously, if Wentz was healthy and could do that, he would probably do that. But I'm sure the Cowboy locker room gravitates towards Dak a little bit more tightly than the Eagles locker room does to Wentz because it, of the fact of the sample size. Yeah. He hasn't they hasn't been on the field as much. I think it's a very telling I think there's more pressure for Wentz going into this year than there is for Dak. Oh honestly. for sure. And especially it's not with even, his paycheck. It's a, yeah, especially now with the paycheck, but even before so, honestly, because it goes from a point where he's like getting hurt as a young guy and it goes from being cute and something we can look past and something, okay, he's a young and he's like well, he'll heal, we'll rest him a little bit to a point where it goes from Joel Embiid rest to like Greg Oden. We're like, okay, now this guy's just, you know, perpetually injured all the time. So we'll see. I would give Dak a fatter contract. But at this point, I think the contracts, I hate to say that are getting, they're getting kind of out of hand. You can't be investing that. Like of the top 15 players, like 13 of the 15 are quarterbacks, and like six of them are not even that great. Like Jimmy Garoppolo should not be a top 10 paid player in the league. It's kind of crazy to me. Um, move on. Question number two. Dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the Charity Stripe. What are some of the biggest letdown teams in the NBA over the last 10 years? And that's from Cody in Texas. Some of the, we've, There's a, been a lot of teams that were you know, assembled and kind of liking it. I just you know, remember when the Eagles were assembled with like Nambi Asamoah, right? And then like Vince Young was like the backup. And mm-hmm. He was like saying like this is like the next big team. Oh, like, was there was that, like a lot of Was that team. Vic when he was? Vic, yeah. When they signed Deshaun him. Jackson, yeah, Deshaun Jerry Jackson. Macklin. Yeah. And they still have Dawkins. And they were like proclaim- they had Dawkins like at the end of his career, right? And yeah. they proclaimed that they were like the next big thing. And then like it kind of reminds you like all these teams like when they, they, in that similar time period, then like the Lakers came out and got Steve Nash, Dwight, Dwight Howard, Howard. Pau Gasol was already there, Kobe was there, Meta World Peace is Luke Walton when he was still playing Luke instead Walton of coaching. Is quick question. I, I'm honestly not up to date. Is it is it Ron Ar- is back to Ron Artest, right? He's I think he's back to Ron Artest. Is he? I think he is. That's news to me. I wasn't sure. What was he thinking? Didn't he? I mean, inspiring. Didn't he change peace. religion? Isn't yeah. that? Isn't that why he changed his name? Maybe. What, what was the religion he changed to? Uh, Peaceanity. J- Jainist. Uh, J- Buddhist. What was a more ridiculous name? Chad Ochocinco or Meta World Peace? Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Yeah, I'm glad we're all on the same page, honestly. Um, I loved the Ochocinco change. Also, I thought that was great. It. I think it's so fitting for him. I think and he the jer- he's it. just a he's just a businessman. He is a. Business he was man. top in the jersey sales at the end of that year. Oh, and he changed yeah. his name. Smart oh, guy. Yeah. Savvy. Love Savvy. it. Savvy. Yeah, and he made a song about him too. There's definitely saw rights to that. Anywho. French there's. Montana. Yeah. French Montana. They're very they go way back. Okay, so the Lakers. The Lakers, right. That Lakers team was that Lakers team should have been good. Yeah, That's but they, the, was the beginning of the end for Dwight Howard, dude. Their um their best year they got swept by the Spurs in the playoffs. Was who the, then went on to win? The, the, Antonio, the, the, against the was Heat. the coach? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's not built for the playoffs. He'll run teams ragged during the regular season. Well, that season. was also a Popovich team who was stalwart defensively. With Kawhi 
Tim Duncan, Parker, Ginobili. And Bonner, yeah. Yeah. And that's Boris Dia. That seems like Boris Dia was great for them, honestly. Fantastic. I think the Clippers are a bigger letdown. I really do. Because the big it, three. Yeah, the big because they were never healthy. And they had Reddick too. Ugh. And they had Jamal Crawford. And Doc Rivers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Doc Rivers, CP3, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin never got it done. CP3 makes this list twice with the Rockets. Not this past year's Rockets, like the year before when the Trevor, 2018 Rockets. The 2018 Rockets that, yeah. were, that won the Western Conference, right? Mm-hmm. And they had the Warriors right where they wanted them, at home, Game 7. And Trevor Ariza goes 0 for 10. It's like, abysmal. Choke City. Oh, I, my gosh. You guys can say what you will. Were they wearing the Clutch City jerseys when that happened? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I would have gone one for ten. I don't, I one for ten. I can't dispute that you're a trash shooter, but I I'm, I'm I think you might have gotten one. I'm in. a horrible shooter, but I'm icy. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna step up into game seven in front of a crowd. And or miss you know 10 what? Shots. Or you're not gonna take ten shots. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh, exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna let someone you else take it. them. I'm being a pat. Right. Yeah. Trevor Ariza. Like, no, your business. Like that's like when the Celtics lost the Cavs and Scary Terry took like twelve shots. Over twelve. Like, dude, like stop. Like, they had that. Series on lock. On lock. And that team was a big disappointment. We were talking about this. Like, Dar- Darren Williams, like, his whole career became a disappointment as soon mm-hmm. as he went to the Nets. He was great on the Jazz. He was like a perennial But all-star. they never could go anywhere in the playoffs either. With Even with Boozer and Jerry Sloan as their coach, they never got anywhere. Yeah, and AK 47. Yeah. They had, they had Paul Millsap. Who too. followed him to Brooklyn. So maybe it wasn't Darren Williams. Maybe it was Andre, Andre Karolinko. Karolinko. Yeah. With a, he had the best nickname in basketball. AK 47 is a great nickname. It's a great nickname. Did he, you think he was 47 because he wanted that nickname or because he just randomly liked he's the number 47? N- he's not American. So definitely. He's, he's from like. You know, Russia, Russia, yeah. Andre Karolinko. Yeah. he's like, yeah, Sylvain, right? He's like, definitely did that on purpose. He's but that team, you know, they had Garnett and Pierce after they left the Celtics. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, I mean, I think the co- commonality with all these big letdown teams, and obviously we'll close out with the Knicks with Stoudemire, you know, Tyson Chandler, Carmelo, Carmelo. and Trump. But then like you, you're bringing up Chauncey Bills as we're talking before the show toss, and these guys are just old. Yeah. So like the big letdown teams when they kind of kind of tr- contrive these older guys together. That's why I brought the Eagles up in the first place because that's what the Eagles try to do, and it reminded me of this, you know, that situation. Bringing all these old guys together and seeing if they could win, and it, if when has it ever worked? Except except it did kind of work for the Mavs. Yeah. With Jay Kidd. But those we like even more the right, right we guys. even suffered a major injury. We we lost Crom Butler for almost that entire season. Yeah. Who was supposed to be our secondary score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I actually think it helped that we didn't have Crumbler because he's kind of a black hole on offense because um, he doesn't pass. But that happened with all these teams. Yeah, where you know CP3 is going down or Nash is going down. Howard was Howard was on and off injured. Stoudemire couldn't stay on the court. Stoudemire, yeah, that's yeah. the saddest one, honestly. Because I'm so I'll always be curious to see what would have happened if Stoudemire never got hurt. That's like the second biggest what if to me behind D Rose, third behind Odin and D Rose. Yeah, that's another team, the Bulls, Jakeem Noah. And Boozer, and Butler, D-Rose. Jimmy Butler, yeah, yeah, that team was good too. And, mm-hmm. and that Blazers team with Odin, you know, yeah, the Blazers really talk about a rough go. I don't know. Franchise. I think I think you have like a misconception of them being better than they actually were. Me? Yeah, I think I, I'm a big Lamarcus Aldridge guy. Yeah, are I we bringing this back to last soda? Right? We, we bring it back to last soda. I listen. The Marcus Aldridge is, I think, going to be a Hall of Famer, but that's aside the point. The point here is the Blazers organization passed on Michael Jordan for Bowie. And passed on KD for Odin. Back, not, n- not good. Captain Hindsight, yeah. Not good. A, not good, honestly. Mistakes. Mistakes I mean, I get, oh, The Odin thing is understandable. But what do you think of these five teams? Like, what's their, your worst? The worst out of all these? I mean, I think, talent-wise, the Clippers had the most. And okay. they just blew it. 
I think they played the best together. Look, too. look, the the Rockets. Yeah, it's, it was that three it's one a, lead. It's that abysmal. They blew. The Rockets should have beaten the Warriors last year, but we're talking about the Warriors here. We're talking about the best team ever created. But the yeah. Clippers should have beat the Rockets that one year. They're up three one. Yeah, and they they, they, they choked. Should've. They choked. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan down low are too good, and too dominant to have lost against Unreal. any other team. Yeah, any other team. And Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of all time. Top five for sure. I would say. I mean, this Nets team, we threw them on there, but that was like, they were just pathetic that they even assembled that I team. I mean, they got they lost to the Heat, I think, twi- two years in a row, but that was the LeBron, D-Wade, and, and Chris Bosh Heat. So. Worst stretches of like runs of trades I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that screwed their franchise for years. Horrible. I mean, we, we've talked about it recently, too. It was just the most pathetic thing I think, I think, I think I've seen in sports. <laughs> it's true. Those trades were just it's making me really sad. I mean, it was depressing, honestly. It was really depressing. Um, but yeah, we'll kick it on to question number three. Dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the Charity Stripe, should the Nationals blow it up? And that's from Tyler in New York. Should the Washington Nationals blow it up at 30 and 35 right now? I'm going to give that a big fat no. I'm, I'm really against that as well. Yeah, I mean, like the only savings thing, Grace, and that, you know, that argument to blow it up would be Rendon is about to be a free agent. They are seven back right now in the NL East. But we're, we're like just started June. What day is today? Is it the 8th? Is a ninth. Really? Yeah. Jesus fucking. <laughs> but I mean, look, there's six games back in the wild card. You know that teams can come up in the middle of the season and start making some runs. They've got amazing pitching that can put it back back together with mm-hmm. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen's a little shaky, but I mean, once you, I mean, if you get your your starters to go seven six seven innings, you're chilling. You know? Yeah, and I I also think there's got I think a team that will blow it up. Ironically, is the Indians. I think we'll see, I see that they have to. Uh, I think they, they have to, man. I think they'll move some pieces. I think Brad Hand will become available, and Brad Hand's a great fix for the Nationals. And so, while people think the Nationals will be a, a seller, I think they're buyers. I think they're buyers. I think they're, they're close. They'll be they, close. Look, if they're if they're really out of contention, then the only you don't blow it up. You maybe trade away Rendon because he's going to become a free agent, and you mm-hmm. can get a lot for him. Mm-hmm. And then maybe try to figure out a way to get him back in the off season. Yeah, it's possible. Teams do that, like right? like like Aroldis or Familia. Exactly. Yeah, like the Mets did with Million, they did with Chapman. I, I mean, think the Nationals should blow it up. But like, but, but I'm just an agent. They don't have. I'm just an agent of chaos. They're just trying so to like cause problems. Yeah, like absolutely. The <laughs> only pieces that I could see getting <laughs> traded are Rendon and Strasburg. They're not trading away tra- Trey Turner. Dude, what would you? But like Strasburg's like on and off again, like injured. Like we were right, talking about exactly. the injuries, and he's like signed for like till 2023. Exactly. I, you can't get a shekel for that guy. Right. They're not going to trade away Scherzer. Yeah, I mean. Scherzer, Scherzer's honestly. They're not the trading away Juan Soto. No, 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 no. That's no, the never. that's the future. That's the future, and they they're not trading away Robles, but they, they could right. conceivably trade away Carter Kaibom to the Indians. Right. Who's a rookie? Who's a rookie? They could trade him to the Indians. He's pretty good. He's he's been great. You know. Yeah. And maybe get one of those pitchers, and then get Brad Hand. Yeah. Not Bauer, not Kluber, because I think the price of those guys can be a little high. But I think Mejia. I think the Indians. Like I think Mejia and Kaibom, like what you guys. You got, know, got for Brad Hand. For Brad Hand. Yeah. I think they're kind of neck and neck. I think that's fair to say. Close. They're, yeah. Close. Close. I think the Nationals do that. I think the Nationals, the Adam Eaton trade was kind of abysmal. Yeah, they could afford to trade him away. Yeah. That, I, mean, that I don't think that. Blow, that no one's going to take, take that. Yeah, exactly. So I think the Nationals got to stay the course because... They're an average team at best. I mean, look... They, but they're like, good, dude. T- Trey Turner hasn't played. Right, but hasn't played. This, the NL is so stacked this year that I don't think that they're making a run regardless. I don't know why you – the NL, to me, is kind of wide open. It's on, I, but I it's stacked. But though. are the Braves going to get any worse, though? No, but I don't nope. think they're going to get any better. Like, I don't think – this is, like, the best they're going to be. Their bullpen is not good. No, they're young. 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah. This isn't the best they have this no, year, maybe. But well, no, 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 I'm saying like the, the best baseball. They're play, the baseball they're playing right now, unless they make a trade for Brad Hand, which by the way, their farm that system, also happen. Their farm system is deep. Is one of the deepest in baseball. They could trade for Hand. They could go for like a lesser price deepest. guy, like Will Smith. That's sick. The Will Will Smith um, on the from the Giants. Like they can make a move right there. But the Braves, honestly, I think that they they're topped out with the roster the way it is now because yeah. Donaldson's kind of past his prime. Freeman's playing great baseball. Um, but I don't think I don't conceivably see them getting any better. If the, if the Nationals don't change anything for the next three years, are the Braves going to win the NL East? Well, these the Phillies and the Mets. Phillies I mean, the, I, the Phillies I think are good I, too. And the, that div, that division. division. So you're playing for a wild card spot I'm, if you're the Nationals. Bro, I'm saying it. Like, every division in the NL is up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, maybe not you're the what this year the West because the Dodgers are just oh, no, that, so that's sick. Gone. But that's gone. That's gone. But the Central and the East are. Pretty damn close. Well, yeah, we knew the Central was going to be close. We knew the East. I thought the East was like the toughest right, right. division in baseball. I really, we said that at the beginning. Most up the in the air, yeah. Yeah, with the most up in the air. And it could change. I think the Nationals, we, we, I said the Nationals were going to make the playoffs, right? With the Mets. Uh, did you? Yeah. I said the, the, with the Mets. And I, I still, I, you know what? Yeah, I don't see that happening. Just because the Cubs are a lot better than I thought they would be. Cubs are better. I mean, Cardinals. Because Hendricks, been... Hendricks has been beautiful. Right. And Quintana's been fine, honestly. And Lester's kind of like, he's somehow good. Comes away of every game outing unscathed, even though he'll walk it's, a few it's guys. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, dude. He's like the master of getting out of jams. It's unbelievable. But you guys lineup. are giving the National League a lot of love. I just feel like the American League should be talked about a little bit. No, the just because I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the Texas Rangers had a top ten record uh, in, blah, in the MLB blah, blah, right blah, blah, now. They're like the most. Shout out to my boy Miguel for that stat. Yeah, thanks, they're, Miguel. They're, yeah, we have an intern now, and his name is Miguel. He doesn't speak any English, but we're it's a <laughs> good, good it's, challenge. It's for a us. cherry stripe deportes. Yeah, it's a good challenge <laughs> for us to learn Spanish on the show because language is something that I've always wanted to delve into. I know Toss. We, is we talked good about Spanish. this. We talked about this the other see, day. See. We, Josh and I walking in my car and we were talking about the one subject in school that we should have paid attention to that we slacked off in was foreign language and you took french and you said that you well were you were distracted so in, your, in your french class you were I, distracted i was just well i i think it's fair for me to admit yeah. to the people listening that yeah. i had a, a massive crush on my french teacher miss kefaliakos she was a Greek French. She was beautiful, and I, I was, I was out of control. I mean, is I, that surprising that no, she was no, Greek, Greek and beautiful? And beautiful, no. Absolutely I, I not. feel like that would motivate me to be better at French. No, but like <laughs> I was, it motivated me to like you know fool around and try to make her laugh more. And she was really, she would really like me. I kissed her on the last <laughs> on the lips the last day of. No, you did not. Yes, I did. I kissed her on the lips the last day of junior year of high school. I kissed her on the lips and, and she got fired. No, it ran <laughs> no, I was leaving. I wasn't taking French senior year. I was moving on from foreign language. I was like, I was t- sending my talents down to the chemistry wing um, for an extra <laughs> science class. And I kissed her on the lips and I ran out and, and never you said, did you say au revoir? Au revoir. Never yeah. saw her again. And no, of course I saw her again, but like she didn't care. She loved it. She thought it was funny. Like we're like because you're not a th- you weren't a threat in high school. What do you mean? Because <laughs> because you were like a little chubby Dude, like what theater the kid. Hell is that? That's like such a pretty good at science. We weren't even boys. It was in like high you're, Nick. We you're saying it was a it was a pity kiss. It was, it was a pity kiss. She's like, oh, chubby Josh. Dude, the, oh. no one in the school thought it was a pity kiss. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you told every single person in school. I for sure did. That, 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 yep. that, that doesn't right. surprise you, but yeah. Anyway, we were talking about is <laughs> baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> um, I digress. The base, but yeah, you're you're about as big of a threat as the Indians are. 
Okay, like they're but they can still put it together. No, you want them to blow it up, bro. <laughs> All right, true. Touché. You had to blow it up and get in shape, and not now you're a threat. All right, fair enough. Thank you. All right, you don't get too close to me over here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, the Nationals is no point in them blowing it up. I think that should be a waste of like the whole Corbin deal would be just like an embarrassment at that point. So they got to stay the course. Agreed. Moving on to question number four, dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the Charity Stripe. Who's the most intimidating pitcher in baseball? And that's from Dan in New York. I feel like we haven't come to this conclusion, and we tried. We tried. We should all just throw something out there. Toss, who's your most intimidating pitcher in baseball? Uh, Syndergaard, because he's got sick flow. Okay. Thor. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Nick? Just just because he has sick flow. Have you seen his flow? It's great. I I have seen his flow. Well, this is, it's not lacrosse. No, I would say, I would say, uh. Syndergaard is 10% lax, 90% flow. Baseball is 90% baseball, 10% flow. But I didn't play baseball, so my my numbers are a little... I'm just letting you know how the game works. Off track, yeah. I would say, for me, it's between Syndergaard or Verlander. Pick one. Um, I'm going to go with Verlander since you took Syndergaard. Um, Syndergaard's hadn't had like an amazing season but he's very overpowering. He is intimidating. He's intimidating. He, I don't want to His be, stature like everything about him. I don't want to be biased and you say You think Chris Sale? Yeah, I mean I, yeah, he just he's 6'6. Six, six. His delivery is lanky. He he could change up speeds on you. He could hit you with that 74 mile an hour change up and next thing you know you got a 100 mile per hour fastball gunning right down home plate. The discrepancy in his pitches is better than Syndergaard and better than Verlander. Although I think Verlander would probably be my number two. And I, I, I said that Craig Kimbrell in his prime, and we haven't seen him this year, so mm-hmm. I can't really admit him. But that thing I he throw, does with like the bat wing, yeah, we like is super, hangs his arm, is super fucking. I throw, I throw Kenley Jansen in there because he's pretty dominant. Well, the, he's uh, almost unhittable. Well, I think Chapman's more intimidating because that gas. Look, I, yeah, Jansen. We talked about Jansen this. doesn't get over ninety-five miles an hour. Here's what I want to say about Araldis is that. While he throws 104 mile per hour fastballs every now and then, he's got a six slider. He's also wildly inconsistent. And for me as a hitter, if I know that I can hit someone who throws over 100 miles an hour, it doesn't scare me as much that he can do that. And it also kind of makes me feel comfortable in the batter's box knowing that he might not hit the strike zone, so I might just get a walk out. He might not hit the strike zone, but he might hit you. And if he's hitting you you with a 104 mile an hour fastball, that hurts. That's intimidating. But you can't, like, you can't have that mindset when you're a major league baseball player. Craig Vigio did. If you have Hall that, mi- if you have that mindset of you're going to get hit, and I don't want to get hit the entire time, you're going to be a shitty baseball player. That's true. But when you get in the batter's box for Chapman, yeah, of course. Jesus fucking sick. Christ! What? That'd be sick. <laughs> Rain check. Death sentence. Rain check, dude. <laughs> you guys are betas. <laughs> dude, I, I call me a gamma for all I give a shit, dude. That like no way. No way. To say that I stood inside the batter's box and had a bat against Roldis Chapman. It's like, how much awesome. would I have to pay? That'd, Josh, be, that'd to be, do be such that. a story to tell my grandkids. Well, it, is, they would get, be like, what? They'd be like, who is that? Who? I don't care. It's like a million dollars. I would, no, nah, that's a lot. I would do it for like a hundred thou. Okay. A hundred thousand? To wait, to. What? That's less than the, ma- that's less than the base. Major a, a whole at bat. Is that oh, fair? Or just one pitch? Whole Dude, you okay. would you would do it for a thousand dollars. You would do it for a hundred dollars. There's no way you're getting bad on the ball though. Dude, I would be scared. Yeah. I think I would throw up. <laughs> I'm the I'm the brains. I'm not the fucking brawn of this organization here. I'm not stepping up to the plate and doing any damage. You'd do it. What I dude, I would rather would I'd you, hope he'd do it for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean I hope. I maybe I'm being I wouldn't do it for free. It, I'd be I'm scared. I'd do it for free. You played bait. You're good at baseball. I wouldn't say I'm good at baseball. Like I played baseball, but like I would, I would pay to watch you do it. 
It'd be do fun. You, you think you could put the I ball in play? I would strike out. Fuck no. I'd strike out. I don't know. I would bet my left test. I would, I would chop my nutsack off on oh, Facebook Live. We're back with that one. If you got a hit off. Wait, hold on. Is it me right now as like no practice or like can I like hop in the cage for like a couple weeks? No way. It's you today. It's me today. Yeah, it's today. I'm not getting hit. T-shirt that you wore last night. Okay, if you hop in the cage for a couple weeks, does that make a difference? Yeah. If if I'm like in the listen, if I'm in the batter's cage in the like in the batting cages, Miguel is shaking his head. Yes, he he believes it. He believes it. I could put the ball and play. If I'm in the batter's like in the batting cage Uh for two weeks, right, and it's constantly just giving me hundred mile per hour fastballs, and I'm just getting, I'm just working it, right. I'm taking, okay, I'm taking like hundred cuts a day. Yeah. For two weeks, I'm gonna fucking put the ball in play against Rollis Chapman. Am I bro, gonna? Is he gonna go bro, far, bro? You will. You you will step up in that batter's box. It might box. go right in front of the batter's box. I, it's in play though. Right. Yeah. Listen, I would. Uh, Definitely fouling off. With the way, with the trajectory of the charity stripe and what we've been doing, I think within the year, do you think we, we can make this happen? I think we can make this happen. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I, I, I think it's more plausible. Uh, well, Raul does, does not live in the United States on the offseason, so well, we, we do, we'd have to we go could, to Santo Domingo. Like, we could travel. We could take a, like, a, like a tax write-off. That's like a thing. Like we can get sure. a business expense. It sure. is a thing. I don't think that's what you do. <laughs> that's what I don't you know, use it for. I, I, I what brings do. you to Dominican Republic? I'm trying to face Raul this oh, business. Business, business, obviously. Dude. And, well, business for Nick. Pleasure for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my most intimidating guy is going to be Chris Sale, just because of the way he lines up. He Who's the like, most intimidating pitcher ever? Randy Johnson. Randy okay. Johnson, yeah. That's the like the big he, his, his nickname's the big unit. Dude, yeah. He's Come six on, ten. He was so tall. When he was a He di- killed a bird. When he <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> he killed a bird. Yeah, when he was in the diamondbacks uniform, like that purple on the sleeves, and like the that mean look. And, and, and like a big ball of chew in his mouth. He's got the mullet like skin. out the back too. He looked like yeah. a rattlesnake, like a really big rattlesnake on the mound. He was just scary, dude. That team was awesome. That was a really good baseball team. Luis Gonzalez. Luis Gonzalez. Best batting sense of all time. Yeah. Would you do the Luis Gonzalez batting stance against Chapman? Um, I would. I mean, what? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, maybe. No. It's a weird. <laughs> maybe stip- if you pay me. Okay, it's a weird stipulation. We'll yeah, cut that's... that. We'll cut that out of the show. Um, <laughs> moving on to question number five. Dear Josh, Nick, and Toss, Charity Stripe, who would you rather have? Bradley Beal or Jamal Murray, and that's from Zach in Texas. I think Jamal Murray. Really? Just like going forward, like in the future. That's like okay, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going with Jamal. Like Murray. if I'm building a championship team right this second, then Bradley Beal. But if like I'm looking forward in the franchise, like for like years down the road, Bradley, or Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think that's actually kind of fair. I, I listen. You will find fewer proponents, bigger proponents of Jamal Murray than me from the onset. The guy was picked seventh overall, and I thought he should have been a top three pick. I think he's a lights-out shooter. He was a lights-out shooter at Kentucky. And the more the ball, he does not turn the ball over at all. So the average is like five assists, like two turnovers, rebounds decently. He's pretty big. He's, I wish he was a little quicker. Beal's a bit more athletic, you know. But I but Jamal's I guess, crafty, though. Yeah, he's crafty. He's really good. He's a really skilled basketball player with the ball in his hands. He's not, you know, anything to write home about defensively. But I don't think he needs to be. I don't think that team is kind of built like that. I think he's a great one-two punch with Jokic. I really think they complement each other extremely well. Mm-hmm. They're only both going to get better. Yeah. Whereas I think Bradley Beal is an all-star. Again, we have him in my top 25 players. 
Um, and I stand by that. And I know you stand by that too, Toss. Like right now, like you're saying, Nick, like right now. I don't know. I don't even think it's a question of looking forward to the future because Bradley Bill's 25. He's only three years older than Jamal Murray. I, yeah, I, I realize that. This guy that. could go 10 more years in the NBA. Oh, at, I completely agree. But I'm, I'm saying right now, like in terms of a specialist, like Bradley Beal fulfills that. Dude, Bradley Beal is a year older than us. What? I don't play that game anymore because it just makes me really sad. It doesn't make me sad, dude. I just feel like that guy's been in the league since Nam, dude. He's been in the league for so long. Yeah. He, he's well, been I think he left Florida after his freshman, freshman year. year. Yeah. yeah. He, like, as, I guess at 19. 19. Yeah. So he's been like six, six years. Six years, yeah. So a year old. So we were in high school. His first year, a senior in high school. I feel like And you guys a, weren't boys in high school. Well, we weren't boys in high school, Nick and I. None of us. We're I was boys, in boys high with you. Right. By default, because I didn't know. So you. we also were not boys with Bradley Beal in high school. No, by just the chain reaction of like you know transitive property because we didn't know him. Right, but yeah, Bradley Beal. I think at this moment, but I we also say, did not know each other. Yeah, well, that's what the whole point. That's what we weren't boys because we didn't know each other. So do you think we would have been boys? Yeah, for sure. Like, let's let's be honest. Are you really? I dude, would be boys with the guy who about, with the guy dude? who kissed <laughs> the French teacher. I would be boys course, with that guy. Of course, I I, wa- I was voted class clown in a graduating class of six hundred people. We would have been boys. You also were in a really great anti-bullying commercial, so I'd have to give you that. I was in a fantastic anti-MTV bullying commercial. It's arguably one of the greatest commercials ever shot. And it's not even because of me. It's because of the other actors in that one. That's arguable. What do you mean? You think I played a nice part in that? I think you did well. Thank you. You weren't the best part. You were the second best part. Yeah, Yeah, but you definitely had a pivotal moment. I did. We should put that up. Oh, yeah. On the Instagram. Absolutely. People would love that. People would love that. We run into some trouble with the MTV, but fuck it. We've, yeah. we had, we've been using Kanye West's intro song for the last two years, so at this point, who really gives a shit? Um, but Jamal yeah, Murray... All press is good press. O.J. Simpson said that. O, Jamal Murray is the future, I think. I think he'll be an all-star, honestly. in the next, Maybe not next year. I think it's Donovan Mitchell. Is Jamal bit. Murray in our top 25 next year, if you just had to make a prediction right now? No, I would say no. 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 I think he's maybe close, though. I think he's, I think he's not two or three years. He's like Right now, he's top 35, 40... He's top 40 right now. I think he's top 40. Yeah. He's top 40 for me. I he's think that would be, a lot of people would debate but, that. Okay, yeah. But can you, I mean, you can. Listen, I mean, he's like, he's scoring like 30 plus, almost like, you know, once a week. Very good basketball player. Oh, yeah. Can he jump Luca? Can he jump Donovan Mitchell? No. At any Mitchell. point. He can, he can, can he jump, jump Mitchell. Trey? Can he but really though? Trey Young? I don't think so. I love Trey Young. I think. Great. It's a fucking stellar player. I think that he will end up being better than Donovan Mitchell just because of what he does from a playmaking standpoint for creating for his shot opportunities for the rest of his teammates. For sure, but I need yeah. to see his assist numbers jump from four and a half, five to like seven and a half, and then yeah. I'll be willing to think, okay, he's better than Donovan Mitchell. But right. n- until there, then... I would, I mean, he and Jokic's pick and roll game might be like top three in the game right now. Yeah. It's really it's, fantastic. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Because they both can shoot so well. Well, in this moment, it's going Bradley Beal. But in the future, Jamal Murray is what <laughs> the consensus we've come to on this uh, show. Um, and those are the fan questions. Really great stuff, guys. We love the fan questions. It's our favorite part of the show. When we see fan questions on the Instagram, Nick gets super excited. And so does Toss, and so do I. So Send them in in Spanish if you want. And we Miguel, Miguel can, translate Miguel can translate for us. We have somebody who speaks Spanish now on the team, which is could not be any better for the program itself. Don't uh, do French, though, because... I, again, I wasn't good at it. Yeah. I was really, I was no boy. I can't even say not no. good. I can't even say not good in French. <laughs> I really suck nuts at that subject. Any hoosers, speaking of nuts, biggest balls of the week. Balls of steel. 
Biggest Balls of the Week brought to you by Gold Bond. A no chafe life is a safe life. Biggest Balls of the Week, Rafael Nadal won his 12th French Open. Listen, you guys know that we know not that much about tennis, but that's like Toss plays tennis a little bit. I mean, you have a lot of tennis balls in your car. Casually. Casually. I am, you know, no surprise. Riffic, Nick. I mean, I don't know. Like, if. I mean, I feel like every time I get inside Toss's car, there's a rack and there's some balls. Yeah. Does he use I'm them? always ready to go. Know. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm ready to go. If you have, a, if you have no. a car in this city, you should always essentially be ready for an impromptu tennis match. Mm-hmm. That I don't blame you for. But Rafael Nadal is absolutely fantastic. He won his 12th French Open, dude. He won his first French Open in 2004 when he was 17. Dude, like, I failed my road test at 17. <laughs> I did. I really did. I'll admit that he is—he's the best tennis player on court at, or on clay. Yeah, that's no ever. question. Yeah. yeah, is he better than Federer? Straight up. Yeah, I don't think so. Because clay is that big of a difference. I just think that Federer has always been more just technically sound than he has been. But I don't and think Nadal's I, been more athletic, athletic. Yeah, and Federer has still managed to beat him. So, many but are times. those the two best? They're the two best ever. Joko, Joko, for sure is better than, than both. I know he's better than both, but he is number one all time in in prize earnings. In prize earnings. But he's also been better like the last five years in inflation. <laughs> That's a thing. Money is in money changes. You know what? Money talks, baby. Money does talk. <laughs> that is true. I'm I was surprised to hear that actually. Yeah. When you were so, telling so me jo- that. So Joker's number one. Um with Federer second. Federer second and Adolf's third. I think I think the figures are like 130 million, 125 million, 110 million. But that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Pennies. To, that kind of makes sense to Peasants. But yeah, it makes sense though, because the what is Nadal has won the most at the French Open. And I know we have a lot of French listeners, and I know this has not been a great episode for French and France in general, but the French are notoriously stingy people. So it is of no shock to me, at least, that this, he's not walking out with a huge prize. Well, prize. I also think that... Pardon my French. Uh, Federer, he's never won Wimbledon. Who? Federer. Or, sorry, uh, Nadal has never won Wimbledon. So he won once. Did he? Yeah, I think he won once. You'd have to check me on I'm that. Check, I'm checking right now. I believe that Federer has no, done... Federer, more, uh, Nadal's won two at Wimbledon, 2008 and 2010. Federer has done more damage across the board. Yeah, he's got he's like got some even. He did not do well. He's he's won once the French Open, but the other three he's pretty sound. But that's because Nadal's the best. Yeah, in the world. the best in the world at clay. At clay, is there is there anybody that's more impressive, like other than maybe Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, like an individual that's more impressive in their like sport? I mean, as as impressive as Nadal and Federer are, Serena is much more dominant than them. True, could not could not yeah. argue that. You can't can no. Is she the most impressive individual athlete in sports? I think, I think both Phelps and Serena Williams are like the Top three most three. dominant players, followed by like Tiger, Tiger in his prime, yeah, um, or just over his entire career. Really, he's been fantastic. Michelle Kwan, maybe no, really, was she no. just all hype? I just I don't know how many Winter Olympics she won. Not as good as Apollo. Apollo. And, and oh t- no, yeah, dude, was, I like low key wanted to be a figure skater, not a figure, a speed skater <laughs> when I was a kid. I'm not even upset to admit that, watching that guy. I can't think of any athletes off the top of my head who are more dominant than Serena, Phelps, and Usain. Yeah. I mean, just because, like, literally. Lance Armstrong? Cheated. He cheated. <laughs> he did. He cheated. Uh, he cheated. He cheated. He dude. broke the rules. Broke the rules. Dude, like, how we, we can't name him in that same breath. He mm. cheated. Oh. He's, he's, like, a bad guy. He's, like, not a good person. 
What? He's not, dude. What? He survived cancer? Like, you know, it makes him like a saint? No, he's not a good guy. What else? What? Was that a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's kind of a hot take. But he's not He's not a good dude. He's a liar. He's a cheat. You know? He left his wife, who stood by him all throughout cancer, for Sheryl Crow after, like, he got better. That's a fact. Not a great dude. She stood by him through all of, like, the hard times. And then when he was good and dandy and ready to cheat and in and, and cycling, he left her for Sheryl Crow, who is a good singer. Yeah, no, I'm not going to dispute any of these facts. Yeah, but, um, it's the truth. All I said was he wasn't a dominant athlete. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't like Lance Armstrong. You know what? I, we never talk about this in the show, but I, 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 I hate his guts. I'm not a fan of cheaters in sports, and you know that, Nick. From baseball, you I know. I know. <laughs> you, I, you know. Sorry if I got a little heated right there. Um, but yeah, it's okay. Speak your piece, man. Thank you. My piece has been spoken. Good. Rafael Nadal, balls on clay today. Biggest balls. Lance of the Armstrong, week. no balls. All right, one, uh, one ball. One ball. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is, the ship is tipped over. Um, but yeah, moving on to you. Gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? Kidding me. Are you kidding me or what? You've got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. Dallas Keiko and Craig Kimbrell, you waited this long for like this? Three years, 45 mil. One year, 13 mil from the Braves and the Cubs. Two great organizations. I, I'm sure they want to win. Right. They both want to be in the playoffs. Yeah. They both, both probably will be in the playoffs. Hyper competitive guys with great beards. They both really want to be in. They're already playoff ready. They're, they're working on the playoff beards in the middle of the regular season. They're ready it's to fantastic. go. It's, yeah. It's, you yeah. got to appreciate ready, that. Ready to go. I, who's, who's situ- I mean, Keiko's situation is clearly worse. Keiko's situation is clearly worse because of the fact that he could have a completely shitty year and just destroy his market and not yeah. be able to make anything in pre agency because this is a one year deal. And he could be going. He, could and he be definitely, going the and he definitely got offered different deals. Four years, sixty mil, probably. I feel, I feel as if, like, I'm sure you, the Padres, probably threw him. Like Padres a f- kicked the tires, from what I heard, um, but it just wasn't like an attractive offer, enough offer, because like they weren't willing to just spend a bunch of money on him. They already have a bunch of money tied up in Machado. They want to be able to pay Tatis Hosmer. eventually. They're paying Hosmer. They're paying Will Myers. I mean, yeah, you can't be doing that. Yeah, um, Kai, again, I don't. I don't think Keiko should have gotten paid. I think he's overrated. I think he had one really I fantastic agree. year. The team that do, I was surprised that didn't go after him harder was the Yankees. I think, but no, Yankees but I think they're. I, that's why that dude. This is why Cashman's the best GM in sports because we're sitting here, three dudes in a room saying that you have to be crazy and throw Keiko some serious cash, and everyone's like, oh, why didn't the Yankees do it? It's because it's pretty obvious. Because it's, it's not the crazy. move. It's not yeah. the move. You, you don't do that. The guy had one really great year. He's like a Rick Purcell type. That's yeah. what he is. He's like he's like he's a good number three four. The Yankees like don't really need that because they have they have a good three four. They have J Hap. They have CC who's a good Paxton. five. Paxton's a great three. So when Severino's back, like, listen, the Yankees are in first place, tied in first place with the, you know, the Tampa well, the Bay Rays. Busted ass team. The busted ass team, dude. It's no like, Stan, no Judge, so no Didi. Yeah, it's the best assembled team I've I've seen in baseball. Cashman's is a genius. He's the best GM in sports, other than other than other than Belichick, because he counts. But the Kimbrel thing for me is a little suspect too, because he could have gotten a five-year, eighty million dollar deal. I was uh, he blew it. He blew it. He blew it worse than Keiko. I think you he think ended so? up. I think he, I think he ended up with a better situation, but I think in the long term he blew it worse because there's no way that he did not get what Nick is saying. 
Okay, yeah. but that was on. That wasn't in the middle of the season. That was in no. That was in the free agency. But yeah, but like how? My, but my, still, I think Nick's you wait. You waited two months to get a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal. I mean, I thought it was a decent deal for him to get in the middle of the season. Oh yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's a, it, is, it is a decent deal for him to get in the middle. Comparatively of the to comparatively to Keuchel, I mean, Keuchel's a loser right now. But as far as in the grand scheme of things, it still sucks for Keuchel. But I think Kim, Kim, I think Kimber like left a lot of money on the table. I, I think Nick's got a great point. I think when we were when we were in free agency, and he's like five years, a hundred million dollars. We were both sitting there, and like three of us were sitting there, like okay, five years, eighty million. Someone has to be going there, or five years, seventy five, which is still the same annual salary, but he gets right. two more years guaranteed. The thirty million dollars is huge. The one thing that I will say about the fact that Kimbrel waited two months to start playing. Um, is the fact that if the Cubs actually make a run in the playoffs, his arm will have two less months of work done than everyone else's. Well, he needed which rest. Which is good. I was talking he my, needed rest. I was talking to my buddy who's a huge Cubs Relievers fan. are overworked. My buddy's a huge Cubs fan. He's telling me, like, this is like the day the day he signed with the Cubs, I texted him like, saying, you guys need to sign Kimbrel. We're going back and forth. No, I'm not trying to say that I called it or anything. I'm saying this is what needs to happen. You know, and he's going back and forth. And he's telling me, I've watched Kimber for the last couple of years. He's like, telling me that his fastball's down. Like, I know the guy's arm is just gassed. And this is what he needs. It's like, it's like a couple of years back when Kluber won the Cy Young for the second time. Remember that? Yeah. And he was horrible to start the year. And they sat him for like part of May and, he came and, back and part of June. Never. And he came back and was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's like it's like a reason I was a big and proponent. They're human, man. I mean, yeah, I wanted Sale to be on. When the Sale was, was shitty for the first four starts, I'm like, all right, put him on the DL for like a week. Part of, part of like the weeks. role of being a manager is like being able to you know allocate the right amount of time and innings to your pitchers. Make sure they're staying healthy. It's unfortunate. I think Joe Madden's not very good at that. To be honest, and I think that's a, not a great situation for Craig for Craig Kimbrell, but we'll see. I mean, it's exactly what the Cubs need—a firecracker at the back end of the bullpen. Um, and I think that the way they're playing right now, that could make them the favorite in the Central if he's if he's ready to go. We'll see. And the, whereas the Braves, like I think the again, like Braves, like I don't I don't think Keuchel makes them the favorite in the NL East. I, I, I still I, don't I, think I don't that I, I I would still take the Mets and the Phillies over them. Mets at full health. Dude, I'm still not sold on the Mets like you are. It's it's wild that you're, that you're so high on them. Because DeGrom is pitching as bad as he can be. Syndergaard's pitching as bad as he can be. Familia has been horrible. Cano has not been healthy. You know, McNeil has been on and off the DL. And they, they're young. I mean, I just think if everyone's at a full cylinder, that Mets team on paper is great. It's, it's great. It's a really good team. It's okay. It's a, There's better teams. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series, but I'm not saying they're, they're a playoff-eligible team. They're D's. They're not slabs. They're dees. They're dees. They're not slabs. They're dees. They're dees. Um, and then I think we'll close this one out with just like what's going to go down tomorrow or tonight because it's dropping on Monday for you guys. What's about to go down in the NBA Finals? You think this is it, Nick or Toss? Um, I look. Katie's coming back, so you can't ever rule out the Warriors with Katie. He is obviously the most valuable player on that team. It is very clear at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Kawhi is a man on a mission and. He solidifies his spot right now for me as the number two best player in the world behind behind Katie. Okay, but yeah, Katie. I, 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 I thought th- you were about to say that he was the number one player. Yeah. I think he could. Which I think I think, dude, he's one A one B, like we said like yeah, he's last 1A, time. 1B. I I think that he could be number one. Um, but so you think? I, it's I a, think there's I think, no way that the Warriors come back, dude. They gotta win. They gotta win three in a row, and they gotta win two of them in Toronto. I think it's over. If they come back. Is it well, it's the second time that would ever happen. The right. other time was in the last five years, which would be ridiculous. Is it more impressive? You're saying if they come back, way more impressive. If they come back, is the NBA rigged? What I think it's way more impressive. 
Absolutely no? not, Miguel. Dude. You, Miguel. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. Dude, wait, time out. Hold up. You're telling me the Cavs came back from a three-one deficit against a team that won seventy-three games. That's like winning like hundred and forty baseball games. All right, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, like I'm sorry, but like it's like no, hundred and forty no. baseball games, dude. Like I can't even do that in like MVP baseball. For, for me, on but, fucking PSP. Okay, but for me though, like it, it looks more. <laughs> it looks more impressive because of the fact that like they had the big three <laughs> over there with Kyrie and Kevin Love and LeBron. With Toronto, it's it's Kawhi and like Gasol and Kyle Lowry. It's like come on. This this Raptors team is. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. And at the beginning of the playoffs, this they're is scary. A they're fantastic they're, they're team. A fantastic team, but and it's across not the, the board. Cavs. They're well coached. Nick Nurse is a fantastic coach. They play defense. They shoot high percentage from three. They it's work like the well right in transition. Nick. They don't turn over the ball. They do everything right for an NBA basketball team. Right. They do everything right on paper. They work really well together. It's like every perfect component that needs to be on the team. So, do you think? I think Toronto win? wins it tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but I think they win it all. Okay. So if Toronto doesn't win tomorrow. They're losing a game in Toronto. Then they're going back to Golden State. Game you think seven. then Golden State's going to lose a game after oh, in Golden State after they've already lost? No, I don't. I don't think that they're winning three in a row though. You think, you think, I think. I think they have. guys stop attacking me. Okay, you guys are the basketball guys. All right. I'm just no. I'm not, we're just talking. I'm just saying. I, 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 think, I think that. If, okay, what do you guys think? Is Toronto going to win the series or not? If Toronto wins, to, if Toronto wins tomorrow night, then obviously the series the series is over. Well, great analysis. If they don't, it's a little John Madden for you. If if they don't win tomorrow night, then the Warriors win it. Okay. I think the Warriors are gonna win it. I really, I don't know. I think I'm, cr- I think I'm, I think I'm out of my mind right now. I think I'm like four hours okay, sleep. So you I should... think there's like Adam no, Silver is just a, he's think... a puppet master, and he's just like he knows exactly what to do. We're... And the NBA is slightly rigged. Uh, so what, what Josh needs to do, and they're about do... to make a ton of money on them going back to Golden State and getting I, three well, more let games. Let me see this. What I Josh think we're needs attacking to do, you, and I think you're the most logical answer. What Josh needs to do, yeah, is not fun. He thinks the Warriors are gonna win it. He needs to put down a twenty dollar prop bet that the Warriors are gonna win. The series because their odds right now are probably like plus plus five hundred. You know I don't bet though. That's twenty bucks out of your pocket, bro. It's a principal thing. So you do bet though. I made one bet this year. It was sick. I hit it. <laughs> it was a sixteen parlay in the NFL. I mean, it was a random day. Yeah. I was just feeling myself. <laughs> Whatever. Principles, right, fine, principles didn't I'll matter do, that day. Principles didn't matter, dude. <laughs> we were eat, we were eating. Soup. How how are we supposed to promote pro, uh, promote gambling to our fans? I'm down for them. Gamble. I'm down for them to gamble. I'm down. Da- okay, fine. Fuck <laughs> it. They're fuck listening. It, fuck it. You know what? Screw you. I'm throwing down thirty shekels to uh, the Warriors to win the series. If they're listening in Nevada, it. it's all good, man. I'm li- I'm throwing it down in your account though. Okay, sure. <laughs> I think that. So you think they're gonna win? You think the Warriors are gonna win? Uh. I, yeah. Listen, if Kevin Durant might be coming back, but we don't know what Kevin Durant we're going to see. It's not going to be like Demarcus right. Cousins. It's like a Adam banged Shane. up team, man. Clay. But Kevin we also Durant, didn't know what kind of Clay Kavon, we were going to see. Looney. And Clay was awesome last yeah, game. Yeah, Clay was awesome. I think they're going to. I think like I, they're not going to lose in, in five games, and they're not going to get swept in Oracle. So that that means that that I'm at Game Seven in Toronto. The Warriors have won two in a row. Everyone's going to be fully healthy. It's on Father's Day. You know, Del Curry's gonna be in the building. <laughs> Who was it? One of our buddies was saying like Fred Van Fleet like just had a just had a kid, so like he's gonna show out to play on Father's Day. And I was like, a bunch of other NBA players are also dads. Like, yeah, they're also dads. Like, you think Steph Curry's gonna lose in front of his dad on Father's Day in Game Seven? Like, listen, if it goes to Game Seven, Steph Curry, KD, Clay, and Draymond are all four gonna lose. I love Kawhi. I think he's been fantastic. But I don't. I don't see if it goes to seven. I think. I think if it goes down Father's Day, it comes down to which team has more dads. Okay, that's a so fair I, bet. Does Clay have? Does Clay have a kid? I don't I, know. I'm not sure. I think he's a freelance. Then I, guy. then I got the Raptors, baby. 
<laughs> Wait, Kawhi doesn't have a kid either, does he? He may. I honestly have no idea. Who I'm knows? Not, I'm not good with the family. I'm not trees. like privy to their Hold personal on. lives. I, I I read something. The only today. one I know who is a father is Steph, because like little Riley Curry was like running around at the press conferences, like jumping on top of him. She's a she's a prominent face in the NBA. I, <laughs> I read something today. This might be extremely like not true, but apparently when Kawhi <laughs> Kawhi loves red apples, really like really loves red apples apparently. Mm, okay. And so when he was with the Spurs, the team went out for a team dinner. Right, and everyone's ordering, and when the waiter gets to Kawhi, he just waves off the waiter, goes no thanks, and Pop says, "Why aren't you eating?" He goes, "Apple time, apple time," and then he pulls out a bag of twelve apples and slices them all and eats them all at the team dinner. That's I would leave. That would make me so. Do we believe that? Because that's oh yeah, I believe that for sure. I he sliced them. He sliced of himself and said, "Apple time, apple Is time." Is it weird that that's the ridiculous part of that story to me? That he's not just like chomping them. He's like yeah. slicing them. That's no, that makes sense to me. That seems logical. <laughs> if he's bringing, if you, if it's, a, if he's a weird dude. If it's a BYOA situation, <laughs> bring your own apple. Yeah. You bring your own bushel. BYOB. It's still BYOB. It's nice. Bring your own bushel. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I think the Raptors. With, with, with that, with that new, with that new information though, I do think the Knicks are dark horse team to sign Kawhi because they are in the Big Apple. Wow. Whoa, Whoa. Nick. That's Nick. analysis, dude. That is. That, Quick mats. Quick mats. I, well, I one last question. So if guys. okay, so if if the Warriors win, is Kawhi gone? I was about to say, is there better? If or the worse? Raptors win, is KD gone? If the Warriors win, is KD gone? I think because KD, he sh- I think KD's he's gone. Regardless. You think he's gone either way? Either way, KD's gone. Because if they win, then he is like going to be heralded as a god of basketball. I think Kawhi's got a 60-40 chance he stays. I think Kawhi, I think KD's gone. I actually think it's the weirdest thing ever. I was thinking about this the other day in the shower, so not on the toilet. So shower I was thoughts. Re- shower, I was really in my prime like thinking phase. Mm-hmm. I was in the shower, and I was like, maybe if Kawhi wins. He goes, okay, I've done my piece here in Toronto. I brought them a title. I'm just going to go back to Los Angeles. It might, like, the Raptors obviously want to win the title. That's their first and foremost goal. But in the long run, it might be worse for keeping Kawhi. I don't know. Again, it was a shower thought. So I, I, I don't even, body parts are flowing. There's water hitting my face. I have no idea what's really going Apparently on. Apparently, you think there. the deepest when hot water is hitting your head. That's the shower thoughts. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. For sure. There's no one. It's, it's science. Yeah, well, there you we go. talked about yeah. it in the last episode or two ones ago. Uh, they're all just mushing uh, together. Probably during my boozy brunch. You were drinking, <laughs> yeah. People, I'm listening. I don't. We'll have an intervention after the show. Maybe we'll just do one so that's like an intervention for you. Okay, <laughs> the intervention show. I welcome it. Okay, Sounds quick good. shout out to uh, the women's national soccer team. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, they, they play on Tuesday. Against. First game against Thailand. You love Thailand toss, but they're gonna smack them. I know. I you. don't. I, I love Thailand. Toss has been I, to Thailand. I've been to Thailand. I was also as, there. As has Nick. We were there together. But you guys talk about it on your trip a lot because honestly, we had a good time. I mean, bro. C- we're like the normal people who go to another country and then come back and talk about it. Share our That's stories. Like what people do. Uh, as, for as much as I talk as a human being, I rarely talk about my travel experiences. You have told me many a stories about you being abroad. But maybe that's just me. I've heard some maybe, stories. Maybe too. we're just close personal friends. I don't know. We were boys now. We're boys, but we weren't in high school. Well, yeah. obviously we weren't boys in high yeah. school. No, yeah. but I think I mean the the women's national team is the predicted favorite for the women's World Cup. It's Should unfortunate we? they the final game is going to be on July seventh. Um, I wish it was on the 4th because that would have been really cool because like, we're expected to make the finals and that would have been, we do been something? Awesome. I feel like we should do something. Se- we'll plan it. We won't reveal it right now, but I feel like we did something semi-dope for the women's hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we should do something sick. Yeah. 
The team's awesome. The team is awesome. This is like the Megan Rapinoe. This is Jerts. Alex Morgan. Jerts. 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 his wife. Jerts' wife. Yeah. yeah, it's a good team. It's a really good team. I'm stoked for this team. Wish Abby Wambach was playing, just because nothing like a good Abby Wambach header goal. Nothing gets me. There's very few things that gets you more hyped than an Abby Wambach header. Makes me want to put my head through a wall. <laughs> she puts her head on the ball. That's that's really where my my brain's at. I'm right. excited to see how like just hyped in general people in the states get. They better be hyped. I mean, this they is always do. This is Los they Angeles, always do. dude. This is Los Angeles. People Where's it played this year? Um, we won't see it out here. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, where is this? No play? one knows. Well, Bad no. research. Come on, Miguel. No, I mean. <laughs> I mean, this intern really God, I'm so glad I can blame everything on you now. Miguel, do, donde es um, um, World Cup games? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, this guy. <laughs> While Miguel looks it up, I'm just going to name other players on the team. Kelly O'Hara, Abby Dahlkemper, it's in France. Becky Sauerbrunn. It's, it's, it's in France. It's in France. Thank I, you, Miguel. I got it. Well, what <laughs> Suck my mouth. Uh, that was me. I got that. <laughs> I looked at that on the Wikipedia. France, we should, uh, next time. We'll Dude, go. so many callbacks. This is the French sode. This is the French sode. Wow. A little Frenchy action for All you. All right. Okay. All right. Um, we we and uh, yeah, I guess like you know, screw it. We'll just end it right there. Um, to everybody out there. Au revoir, everybody. Au revoir, uh, fans. Kisses on the lips for all of you. Drag both feet inbound. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs, cause they free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? <laughs> cause they free. We out you. We love you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.